Well, 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 welcome to Between Sundays. This letter is from Tyler, slave to Christ. I am writing to dearest friends of the pod, my true friends of faith, and called by God to be made holy by means of Christ Jesus. Dave's out today, so we'll have to handwrite him letters to know that he was missed. But we're talking about epistles. So before we get into last week's, last week's <laughs> sermon and this week's homework, now that they're finished drinking their milk, I think their stomachs are ready for something stronger. Let's welcome in our co-hosts, Barry and back-to-back occurrence, Amy Christie. Yay! Good day, guys. Good, good day. day. Good day. I have to say, though, if, if someone did not hear the sermon That's and the whole or point. have a... Hey. Like, relatively converse and understanding of the epistles that would have been it's the whole point you gotta you gotta, you gotta watch the sermon then tune in that's why it's called between yep sunday sermon was on sunday now we're in between we get to talk about <laughs> we get to spoil everything yes right on and how you saturday. doing saturday you have sermons on saturday well amy technicality okay okay, okay. uh <laughs> how are you guys how was your holiday i haven't seen you since amy you're on vacation I was. You got a lot to say. I know. No, I really don't. Oh. I did a whole lot of nothing. Just chilling? Yeah. We, yes. A lot of, a lot right. of chilling. We went to the pool a ton. We were supposed to go to the lake about four different times and it never worked out. So we didn't get out on the boat with friends and whatnot, but it was good. Good. It was good. Lots of family works. time. Yeah. What do you guys do when everybody's home? Do you guys like board games? Yeah. Board. Like, what do you guys do? Actually. What happens uh, in the Christie house? We have to be very intentional about doing things because it's very easy at the ages of my children, mm-hmm. 19, no, 20, 20, 17, almost 15 and 11 to be on devices yep. all the time. Mm. So we have to, we play game. We do play games. We like, Good. especially myself and the kids. Jeff doesn't love games, but yeah. Um, the kids, the girls love card games, uh, particularly, and we played like I finally, our we had been unhooked forever. And mm-hmm. so we got old that school with some we and, um, yeah, so we, but we have to be very, gotta like, pay attention. You gotta like say, stop, let's get up and put your phones in the basket. Exactly. Yep. What or if, at least next to you. What if when you were making, if you were constructing a house, you intentionally made one room of the house, like the living room. Like a Faraday cage, which mm-hmm. like what is blo- that? It, it's like it's like a way of blocking the Wi-Fi electro or, yeah. electromagnetic oh radiation. So you could essentially like not get any cell signal or that would be probably Wi-Fi smart. or anything. Yeah, It'd be the quiet kids room. would hate you. Yeah, they would hate that room. <laughs> it, <that's, laughs> yeah. You could make that the room with the fancy furniture that no one's allowed to go into. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's like a a doubly uh, Double. forbidden room. <laughs> Please stay out. <laughs> My mom bought. Once upon a time, bought a bunch of white furniture and took up an entire room. It was the front room of the house. Oh, right. <laughs> and forevermore, nobody was allowed to like set foot near the white furniture, right. but it took up an entire room. That furniture is for show. Yes. Not for so when people <laughs> no. walk in, they think your house looks good all the time because that front room yeah, is always for sure. together. Is that the idea? Yeah, I, I don't really know why. I do. I have my living room and dining room that nobody goes in. Yeah. So, so I do have two rooms in my house that I can walk by and go, I am organized. Yeah. But that doesn't I that am. make your house feel small if nobody can go into them? They could go into them. But they just choose not to. <laughs> it's the option that makes the house <laughs> yeah. feel big. Here's the thing. If I put a TV in there, 
everybody's in. probably would go in there. Yeah. Put a TV in the dining room. Yes. People they would, would then love they, it. Then they'd eat yep. in the dining room. Yeah. Then they, yep. but I, dining rooms are a way of, if I, if I had all the money in the world and I was looking for ways to spend it, I would knock out my dining room and expand my Why? kitchen. Because I, everybody wants a bigger kitchen and nobody uses their dining rooms anymore. As if you have oh, an eaten area that's in the kitchen. That's a sad narrative but about our culture. the kitchen is the hub. Like that's where you cook the food. Like my kids will sit around while I'm cooking. And yeah. so I, I wish I just had a bigger All kitchen. Right. It's fine. It's fine. Barry, how are you? I'm good. I'm yeah. really good. Yeah. Pretty chill week. A lot of cleaning uh, bunny cages and yep. things. Oh, that's right. Uh, holidays. But, uh, holidays. But uh, I went and saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, and the newest Marvel movie. Newest Marvel movie. Liv, how was it? Liv and I saw it. Uh, it was okay. It was I haven't funny. even seen a promo for it. Oh, they, I have. They're just like, they're stacking them so, so th- quick now and so thick. They're just coming faster than you even have time for. That's but, the one with Paul Rudd, right? Yeah. He gets yeah. real small yeah. and also an gets ant. real big. He's an ant, right? He's, is is this, he the Wasp too? No, the Wasp is his partner. Oh, is he new to the scene? It's his second, his second solo movie. And he was in Captain new, America new Civil War. And I believe maybe, I don't even know if he made it in the, any of the actual Avengers movies. Doesn't I matter. hope not. It's, Sounds this, lame. Doesn't, this does not matter at all. <laughs> okay, but here's, here's, here's what I did his not review. like about this. Oh, you didn't like the movie. movie. I liked it. It was fun. I enjoyed it. But this is a pet peeve of mine in any movie. When people misuse science. Oh like no! When it is just, I'm not. Ta- I mean, I'm just talking blatant ripoffs. They take any scientific term in in this movie, and they actually make one reference to it in the movie as a kind of poking fun at it. But they can just put the word quantum in front of anything, and suddenly yep. it's like, sure, that's a plot device. So right. like the whole movie, it'd be like, well, we're never going to be able to contact them. What are we going to do? And he's like, well, what if you decouple the quantum coupler? You know, it's like <laughs> that could work. And then it's like, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. What is this? And I, I mean, all the whole movie, I got so a guy gets about that. shrinks himself to the size of an ant. That's legit. Totally. But we draw the line draw when the you line. put quantum in front of anything. That's where we draw <laughs> the line. In front of anything. Unrealistic. In front of everything. <laughs> yeah. There are a problem. lot of people like me that would be like, oh, I buy yeah. that. I totally buy it because I yeah. would have no idea. Like I use it. quantum ice cubes in my drinks right. all the time. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. why not? Sense. Anyway, so it was, it was good movie. I can't say that it was my favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. but Yeah. yeah They're probably right. setting something up for something like that. There is an after credit scene, which yeah. if you are a fan, you have to watch. Okay. Nailed it's good it. to know because I wait around a lot and then they're not there and I'm so mad that I waited through all the credits. And the second after credit scene <laughs> is not worth waiting for. Oh, oh so there's two of them? There's two. Like okay. Wow. That's all. Can I tell you one of my pet peeves just thinking back about my week? So we did go to the car. Nah, I'll pass. <laughs> Too late. Yeah, I already ahead. started the She story. started. People in Podland are like, I hope she tells the story because yeah. I'm dying Podland. to Podland. Um, so we went to the Carmel Parade. Yes. Tuesday, yep. oh, no, Wednesday morning. I, I, all right. Do you know what I'm about to Probably. say? Probably. Come on. With okay, the chairs? First of all, this is not the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, okay? <laughs> there is, there's not even a float, really, in the parade. There's, mm-hmm. there's no, you're not waiting, trying to think what the most exciting thing was. Three Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. 47 marching bands. Yeah, yeah yes. Right? And no. Yeah, no, maybe even three this year. It was a pretty <laughs> short parade. It was like an hour and 15 minutes. Usually it's longer than that. An hour and 10. Why? Why are people <laughs> staking out their space for a week for yeah. a week? <laughs> I, I am telling you, I showed up uh, five minutes into the parade. I found plenty of space. You did? And, yeah, I'm just standing there. It's oh. just an hour long. I don't need a tent and all <laughs> these chairs to watch 
not even floats go yeah. by. It's it's it is a fun. I love what caramel. is it though? Live, what like why are people so excited? I I don't know. Okay. I, I honestly, it's I mean, like my husband the, was like the mayor I want to and a them fire all. truck. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I was driving by and I saw all of these lawn chairs or yes. like those yeah. little foldable chairs yes. just yep. sitting, just lining, lining the entire. Yes. And what I was thinking was, why is no one stealing these yes. chairs? Yes. If I would have known, I would have. I mean, you were gonna, you were gonna. I'm not, yeah. gonna go I'm not advocating. <laughs> I'm not advocating theft. But, no, but aren't you surprised no one takes any? Unless they just go for real cheap ones that they don't Maybe. care about losing. But yeah. that that seat to them was worth at least, like that spot was worth at least the value of those chairs right. that they put there. So my I didn't go, but my sister, her husband, and their baby went. Ooh, and they can't they, they found a spot right outside of Vizzoli's on yeah. Carmel Drive. Or Nailed mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I was close to that. I and, was close to there. And they Put their chairs down, and I guess this is secondhand information, but I guess somebody came up to them and were like, "Uh, excuse me, uh, we've been hoping for that spot for like three days, and actually our chair was there, but it got moved, so you're gonna have to move." So they almost got into to a whole like thing <laughs> at the Carmel Parade because this lady was upset that her chair got moved. Her chair got moved, and a young family with a baby was gonna have to move right. so she could. Get her so seat she for could the get her seat. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, in front of Fazoli's, though. Ah! That's the most important for, part. For some Smarties. Yeah. She might have gotten a package of Smarties or a Starburst. What or have we was become? A, there was a fire truck, though, right? What have Come we on. become? Fire cool. truck. One of them broke down and they had to push it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, are you serious? Totally. Yeah. They had to get all these Boy Scouts or something off. Oh, it's not called that anymore, right? I Boy Scouts? I, I thought they were changing all those names. I don't know. Anyway, um, they had to get them all. They had to all. That was right in front of us. They had to get them all off <laughs> and push the fire. Truck. <laughs> and then, as they were pushing it, they ran into the people in front of them. Oh no! Oh, what? No. Did they have to it's call fine. the police Luckily, who were like they, down the parade just yeah, a little bit farther? They were, yes. Oh they, no! It's amazing. It's, it's a fine parade. I'm not going to diss it. Carmel does a nice job with the Fourth of July. The whole fest is Freedom Fest or whatever they call it is fun and lots of music. But let me just say. Um, Man, there's yeah. just no reason to be putting chairs out for a week and a half before I know. that parade. There's just not. There's just not. What an age we live in. It's Disposable chairs. It's, <laughs> Who it's knew? Cra- it is crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. So um, what about you? What about you, Tyler? So my wife's family came into town last week because they they take like an her grandpa takes her brothers on an annual fishing trip. So everybody like cousins and stuff were in town. So we did a lot of like swimming at the pool. Uh, played some board games, which, by the way, you said you play games with your family. I got a great new game that you may want to try. What is it? It's called Decrypto. And are you familiar with the game Codenames? It's like yeah. the number one family game yeah, that's yeah. Great. in the last like, Code, three years. Codenames is a blast. Is yeah, it Codenames. like that one that you guys played at the retreat where there was like people going places and what was Everybody's that? going places, Amy. I don't know <laughs> I, what you mean. Come on. Remember that <laughs> No, name? I don't know what okay, you mean. Okay, just keep going. Uh, no, Decrypto is similar to Code, ga- code Names, yeah. except my one frustration with Code Names always was like the opposing team, like you're trying to give your, your you're trying to give your teammates passwords to guess a, a word on the card in front uh-huh. of you. My frustration with the game was always that the other team couldn't steal. They couldn't steal and jump in and try to Guess oh, before your teammates right. could. Well, this game nailed it. The ge- the uh, the point of the game. It's very similar to code names, but the opposite team gets a chance to steal the code. Oh. Mm-hmm. So is it like charades? great game? No, 
With charades, you have a team guessing. Yeah, but you don't know. There's you, like there's like words, and you have to you have to try to get your team to know. There's like 25 words in front of you. These, okay. these cards are our cards, and I need you to know that, but you don't know which cards are ours, so I have to give you a word that will lead you to guess these other cards. My best one was, I think, I think this was my best one. Maybe there were others. Uh, I had to do, um, I think the words were like assault and helicopter. Yep. So I said Apache and they got it. That was actually not the best one. That was a, that was an okay one. At one point I used the word guano <laughs> for both bats and life. Yep. It was. So I you try and find one word that will guess them. Yeah. Them you want to, you, you want to be efficient in your guesses. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Decrypto. Great okay. game. Have you ever played it's the cheap. B- taboo? Yeah. Tyler's that sounds not. like you don't like taboo. <laughs> It's beneath beneath me. Big in like the eighties, he's not into it. It's beneath. It's totally beneath me. You may not have heard this. Tyler is like a aficionado of board games of like modern. Yeah, that's why he was playing that dumb game that I just could not get into at all. (laughs) My knowledge is like so impressive. Oh my gosh! Of course, that's the one you kept of yourself. (laughs) That's your. So that's what we did. That's what we did all weekend. That's Uh, that's yeah. It was good. It was good. Good holiday. Good break in the middle of the week. Glad to be back. Glad to have a great weekend service. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. Dave, yeah. great message. Yeah. Hey, before we get into that, have you yes. seen any updates from Marin on social media? Um, I saw, yes. I saw no. A I've seen some pictures of her in Ukraine. Yep. And I'm so jealous. And I yeah. can't wait to talk to her when she gets I know. back. Yeah. She she texted me, Marin, uh, we hope you're doing well. Hope mom's you doing both well. Have done, you both have done Ukraine. Yeah, we've been to Ukraine. Marin's currently yep. out on a mission trip to Ukraine. Um, she texted me a little bit, but not a, not much in detail yeah. about like an update or anything. But hope everything's going well. We miss yeah. you. We yeah. had to downgrade to Amy as a host Again. for a couple oh, weeks. But week <laughs> no, you're doing <laughs> great, Amy. No, you're, 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 you're doing great. great. Everything's great. everything's great. Yeah. Um, No, I I haven't heard from Marin, but we miss you for sure. And I think she's out another week. Yeah. And then um, we'll be glad to have her back. Yes. Yeah, totally. We'll probably have to dedicate a whole episode to just hearing her her, her Ukraine experiences. All right. And there's another Grace trip going to Ukraine this week, I think. And there's a merge trip heading out to Haiti, I believe. Well, there's a whole bunch of unrest in Port-au-Prince right now. So the airport going, a lot of teams haven't been able to get out of Haiti. Oh, really? Because of the airport being blocked off by all these like protests and riots because they're like protesting the president and stuff. Mm -hmm. So right now they're trying, they're trying to figure out what are, what are we going to do? Are we going to send the team? Do we send them in through Dominican Republic and they drive in? Like, so somebody was saying it it was going to be a last minute call too. like Mm -hmm. they were going to pack their bags and be ready to go. And it might be, this is the high school ministry thinking about doing this. They've got, they've got their packing party on Wednesday Mm -hmm. where they're going to hopefully have answers. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But this is part of what happens when you are, you know, connecting with organizations in in places like that. So I hope, I pray that they can, that it's safe for them to go and they get to get to do that. So yeah. Lots uh, of stuff going on. There are people on Facebook Live telling you that they like taboo. Thank you. I'm so glad. I, <laughs> people I, are excited a, about taboo. It's a good game. It's well, sorry. It's fine. I'm sorry if my games are elementary <laughs> or a bit. Um, they don't involve as many wizards. Down, yep. Dumbed yeah. down for you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Can you please tell me what the name of that game is, though? I don't you, even know what you're talking people about. People moving things. People going places. Is, <laughs> they are. It's kind of a wizardy type game. Like they're all. 
Are there little little tokens that you're moving or when, did, when was this happening? It was at one of our staff retreats <laughs> in the last however many years. In the last couple of years, it's when we went away and I was playing euchre at one, which is a great game. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. It wasn't like uh, what's the? Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. It wasn't cards. It was like this is great. I think there were some this cards is great pods. This is great <laughs> pod right now. Great audio. <laughs> we were talking yeah. about Dave's message. Yes. Oh yeah. So I want to get to the message, but tonight, before we do that, say, let's take a break because okay, we have a special guest. What? You okay? Uh, Are Facebook you, is going to be like mad that you were cutting me off for a second. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? No, I wanted to say tonight I'm going to see Won't You, Won't you Be My Neighbor because uh, of Dave. Oh, I'm going to go see I've that. I've been wanting to see it anyway. And when he brought it up in the message yesterday, all three of my kids looked at me, or three out of the four, and they were like, and I'm so I'm going to take some of them. We're going I think to we're going tonight. this week yeah. yeah, with you guys. Yeah, actually, we'll probably go together yeah. on Wednesday. So I'm excited because I, I grew up with Mr. Rogers. Oh, yeah. So I'm super so excited. So he's, he's yours. No, but <laughs> so there are a lot of generations that, like yeah. Maggie, my 11-year-old's like, who's Mr. Rogers? She right. thought when I said, won't you be my neighbor? She's like, I can't go. It sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> what? She just, she thought that it was like, a horror won't movie? you be my neighbor? Like a scary movie. And I'm like, oh, oh no, honey, oh, Mr. Wow. Rogers this is like the, the kindest, <laughs> most wonderful. So anyway, I, so I'm going tonight. So I'm excited. All right. Jealous. That'll be good. Yeah. All right. So I want to get into the sermon because it was great. I thought it was fantastic and exactly what uh, it felt like the room needed to hear and at least where I was. So um, before we do that, I want to take a break because we're inviting a special guest, Vivian Gross, onto the show. Um, last week we had Sam who was talking about his his faith in God. This week we want to invite Vivian to talk about her uh, faith and rhythms and um, her her. Um, habits of reading the reading scripture and and her prayer life and stuff like that so when we come back vivian will join us great cool and we're back with vivian gross welcome vivian thank you how are you i'm doing well thanks great are you a uh, listener of the pod i am friend of the pod we like to call I him am. so you are My- so are your headphones falling down? Yeah. You, you, can, <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can put it back on. Uh, I have this pea head. I have to yeah, wear you have children's a, hats you have a and everything. head that might be a little small for the headphones, but that's all right. That's we're okay. with you. Okay. Um, so thank you for joining us. I know that when I emailed you asking to to join us on one of these shows, um, you had a little bit of hesitation about whether or not I was contacting the right person, right? I did. <laughs> yeah. I got this email and it said that um, someone who loves me said that I was a devoted Bible scholar. Yes. And at first I thought you'd mailed it to the wrong person. Yeah. And um, I thought, okay, who loves me? It's got to be my husband, right? Yep. So I asked Chuck, did you recommend me? And he goes, it wasn't me. So then I was convinced <laughs> that you got the wrong got person. Got the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, no. Nope. so funny. <laughs> yeah, I said, I, I don't know. I, I think I said probably somebody loves you told me that you are a devoted scripture reader or something like that. So, Actually, it was devoted Bible scholar. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Well, she remembers Who word knew? for yeah. word, yeah. don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's got it printed out right exactly. here. <laughs> Which was, was frightening because I thought scholar. I mean, that yeah. sounds really intellectual. Hey. Yes. And the word. Everything's de- relative. The de- word devoted also got me. In fact, yeah. I even looked it up. Oh, wow. Yes. And devoted says loyal, faithful, true, steadfast, constant, committed, dedicated, and devout. And sounds thought, like Vivian to me. No. And I thought, okay, <laughs> is this being hypocritical to uh, even show up? No way. No. I think I think in today's environment here at Grace, with the number of people who rarely, if ever, even open the Bible, you are by far all of those things <laughs> compared to a right. lot of folks around here. So Yeah, we've had a lot of guests on here. You're by far the most scholarly. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just For kidding. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so we wanted to bring you on because we're in the middle of BYOB, Bring Your mm-hmm. Own Bible sermon series. And uh, every week we've been, what are we on? Week seven or eight by now? We've, uh, we've been. This uh, is week six. Okay. Week six. We've been, um, hope we've been kind of going through different scripture passages as a community. We've been doing the Facebook live thing. We've been doing this podcast. Uh, we've been doing handouts and, and services to try to help people increase their biblical liter- literacy, talking about worlds behind the text, worlds of the text, worlds in front of the text. And so um, it's one thing for everybody to hear from like Barry about read your Bible, or it's mm-hmm. one thing to hear from Dave, read your Bible, but it's another thing to hear from a peer or somebody that's just a part of our community um, about their rhythms and some of the things that they do to, to connect deeper with God. And so I wanted to bring you on uh, to kind of share that. What 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 is that for you? So let's start by, can you just share a little bit about yourself and maybe how you came to the Lord? Okay. Um, I am a follower of Jesus. I am a wife. I am a mother of two, a grandmother of seven, and a great-grandmother of one. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Big time. That's awesome. Yes. And recently, a, a mommy to a four-month-old, four-year-old rescue dog. Rescue dog. Hey, All right. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Just got him July 3rd. All right. Uh, wow. So it's very new. Very new. What kind of dog is it? He is a Shih Tzu. All right. Less so than it's one of those pounds. one of those really furry well, unfortunately, he's kind of short in the <laughs> oh. hair department. Oh, did you shave him? No, he was a rescue dog. Okay. And when he was found, he had flea infestation and oh. he had an allergy to that. So he lost a little bit of fur. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Who rescued who, though? I mean, let's be honest. Well, you know, I kind of went through, um, we had to have our dog put down last September. Oh, hmm. And if you've ever had to do yes. that, it's not fun. I did that a you couple months ago. It. Yeah. yeah. Not it was a good our time. fourth time. And after we put sweet little Libby down, we said, that's it. We're not going to put ourselves through this anymore. We're it's not hard. Gonna, not going to do it. Yeah. And, and my head, are. <laughs> my head kept saying, don't do it. Don't get another one. But my heart kept saying, yes. Yeah. 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 So do you anyway. always get rescues or did uh, the last three were rescues. Yeah, that's great. Third that's great. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Adopt, Are, adopt, don't shop. Are you interested in adopting bunnies? Bunnies. Yeah. We have great connection <laughs> right here. I know you do. And I noticed you were getting some other requests. Didn't somebody Facebook you and say they, they, they heard of a, a bunny that they yeah. are somebody yeah. like, People are now oh like, no, he's going to have like the a bunny farm. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So you've been a follower for... A long time, sounds like. 45 years. 45 wow. years. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, your husband is here. He's super involved. He kind of leads uh, his own ministry kind of within Grace and he serves That's in the true. care center and he's kind of everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, how how did you guys meet and how did you guys come to Grace? Actually, we met in college. Wow. In, in California. Um, you probably won't like me to say this, but you're listening, Chuck. I don't know. Um, yeah, he, he says, your guest is a cutie. Can you introduce me? <laughs> oh, is he on Facebook? <laughs> yeah, on Facebook. That's awesome. I want to um, see the Facebook. Well, it took him a while to think that I was a cutie because he actually, I think, dated all of my sorority sisters before he Uh-oh. dated me. Oh, called wow. out. Scandal. Oh, called out. Chuck. So um, we met in college and dated for a couple of years before we were married. Uh, got married actually on a Friday night. On Monday, he left to go to New Jersey. He was in the army hmm. and stationed at Fort Monmouth. So we spent our first two years in New Jersey. It was wonderful. Wow. Neither one of us were believers at the time. Okay. I went to church from the time I was probably five years old until I was 12 in Santa Ana, California. 
a denomination that I do not recall mm. um, the Bible being preached nor a personal relationship with Jesus mentioned. Mm. My sister and I were in the children's choir. My mother made choir robes, but never heard anything about, wow. about Christ, basically. What's, what, what was it? Let's just call him out. Not kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't don't. Do <laughs> well, I think it was different in California. I think okay. in the South, it would probably be a Bible preaching church, yep, sure. but in California, it was not. Hmm. Wow. So um, we moved when I was 12 to a different town. They did not have the same denomination in that town. So my father decided we wouldn't go anymore because it wasn't the denomination he liked. So from then on, from 12 until I was probably, I don't know, maybe 30 or something. No, mm. not quite 30 because if I added 35, 30 and 45, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, don't, yeah, don't give yeah, it away. You don't exactly. have to tell well, anybody. The face gives it away. Um, <laughs> did not attend any kind of church. Uh, after we had our first child, I think when you have a child, you realize maybe we should start going to yes, church. I think a lot of people feel so that way. So we went to church and we chose the same denomination mm -hmm. that I was raised in. We were, when we went to join, we asked the minister what we needed to know in order to join the church. And he said, basically nothing. You just come and join. Hmm. So we did. We were baptized, sprinkled actually, baptized. We had our son who was six months old baptized. Chuck was president of the men's club. I was involved in the women's circle. I was a Dahlia. Whoa. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> we, what were is all, that? we were all flowers. Oh, uh, okay. yes. Okay. Of course. Of yeah. course. Um, our family lit the advent candles, you know, things like that. Sure. And yet mm -hmm. neither one of us knew anything. We had no relationship, personal relationship with Christ. Mm. And then a couple of events happened. Um, we joined a small group. Mm -hmm. My father at the age of 57 had a massive heart attack and passed away. Oh my goodness. Mm. Um, our son, who was a toddler, swallowed a couple of pennies. And they did not move. Oh, no. So, and when my father passed away, I truly felt that he was a follower of Christ. He read his Bible. He prayed um, just his, his lifestyle. And I kept asking God, is this all there is when you die? Is that it? Right. And then with the penny episode, um, the, he, the pennies were stuck in his stomach for two weeks. Oh, and okay. the doctor said that long they could not stay in there because of the the copper, right? Sure. So they were going to have to do surgery on him. We took him to the hospital and the night before we went to the hospital, our small group met and we told them we can't meet because we have to take little Ricky to the hospital. <laughs> and um, we took him in the morning and they took him to x-ray to see where the pennies were located before they did the incision. And the physician, the surgeon walks out and he says, how would you like to take him home? And I said, well, what do you mean? And he goes, the pennies have moved into the rectum and he will pass them tomorrow. Wow. Well, out walks the x-ray technician and she was in our small group. Really? We had no idea oh. that she was the x-ray wow. technician. And she told us that instead of having the regular Bible study that night, they spent the entire time praying for Rick. Mm. So that was, like, that was yeah. like, wow, I guess there is something to right. prayer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there is something to prayer. And then shortly after so that. So he was fine? Everything was fine? Passed them the next day. All right. Cleaned out the pennies, put them in his- Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> Kept them as souvenirs. Yeah. Oh, yes. wow. Put them in his baby book, and he still has them today. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. And our church, um, we were still at the same church. Our church had what was called a lay witness mission. Mm. And that means that lay people- 
come in and give their testimony. Mm-hmm. We had some good friends. We hadn't planned on going and we had some good friends that insisted that we come to this. So with feet dragging, I went and um, they broke us up into groups. Men had their own small groups and women had their own small groups. And lay people basically gave us their testimony and told us how they came to know the Lord and having a personal relationship with Christ. They answered my questions basically about where my dad was, gave me reassurance that there was eternal life. Mm-hmm. At the end of those two uh, sessions, we went back into the um, sanctuary there were candles lit and it was dark and it was time for prayer and reflection. And I went and sat down at the pew and then Chuck walked in and I turned to him and I said, something happened to me. I need to share it with you. And he goes, something happened to me tonight and I need to share it with Whoa. you too. Most that we can figure out is we both accepted Christ at the same time huh. in different, different, different meetings. Rooms. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. amazing. So yeah, that is pretty incredible. That's how I came to have a personal relationship All right. with Christ. Great. And then you came to Grace and it's just been smooth sailing ever since, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not always. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about today. Um, what what keeps your faith strong? Like how, how are you maintaining and sustaining a, a really um, uh, a relationship with God that you would say is flourishing? Or how do you connect with God the most today, 45 years later after okay. after that point? I would say through um, Bible study, I love to do Beth Moore. Oh, yeah. I am a visual learner. I have to see a printed page. I do not do well with books on tape, Mm -hmm. just listening to something. I have to have something that I can look at. Um, I'm a rule follower. If it tells me to fill in the blanks. Yep. I like to fill in the blanks. Blanks better be filled. Exactly. So if you, we were, before you joined us, we were talking about games. You would enjoy playing games like charades with Amy, possibly, because you're a visual learner. You get to see what people are. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's kind of a tie-in. I don't know if that totally. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And as far as a rule follower, if it says day one, you have a, a chapter to do a day. Yeah, I will do a chapter a day. Have you? It really bothers me. Look ahead a day. Yeah, do you ever look ahead, or do you just stay with? I basically stay with it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. In fact, to give you an example of being a rule follower, um, last week I think it was Chuck and I went to Lowe's, and when we went to walk out, it said exit or enter, do not exit. Mm -hmm. So can't go in that way. Exactly, and he stepped on the thing to go through the door, and I wait a minute. It says enter enter only, do not exit. And he looked at me and he goes, so I was ready to walk all the way around to the exit door because it said that. It said that. Is Chuck, is he a rule breaker? I wouldn't say a rule breaker. Um, Just not as stern about it. But he's not going to walk all the way around. When it's convenient, breaks rules. And the door opens when you're going out. That's true. They don't want you to go out the end door. It's just a suggestion. It's just a suggestion. It should only open when you're coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So Bible study is pretty important to you, Mm -hmm. sounds like. Um, Can you talk, what, what are some of your rhythms? Do you do it in the morning? Do you do it at night? How long per day? What are some things that really make you feel con- the most connected while you're doing Bible study? I try to do it in the morning um, unless I have some other obligation. Okay. That that gets me started. I try to do it in the morning. If not, then I will do it in the afternoon or evening. But mm-hmm. as I say, rule follow if it says yep. day one, I got to get it done. So if it says day one, at some point you just do it. 
And then on day one, how, how, how long are you studying per day? Like if somebody were listening and saying, I want to, I want to read the Bible. I just don't know either where to start or how to do it other than the repetition of day after day. What, what are some things that you do that might be helpful to that person? I would recommend to someone to get a study book. Um, I need structure. I don't do well about just opening up the Bible to a chapter and reading it. Yeah. I need mm-hmm. structure. That's why I like the Bring Your Own Bible because it has an assignment. Yeah. I like you assignments. Know, yeah. yeah. You know what everybody's kind of thinking. Right. And I know what's expected of me. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and we ordered the and received the, um, everybody. What's the name of it? Oh, yeah. The For Everyone series. For Everyone series, yes. For Everyone series, the New Testament and Old Testament. Awesome. Great. Awesome. I know. I've been been reading through those, too. They're fantastic. And we got the commentary. Yeah, cultural the NIV commentary, cultural background study mm-hmm. Bible. Yeah, so you are a Bible scholar by this point. Yeah. I don't know about scholar, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that helps because then I can read the scripture and I can go and read the commentaries yeah. and the background and things like that. Yeah. You know what else I think you would love? I don't know if you've looked it up yet, but the Bible project because you're a visual yeah. learner. Mm-hmm. The, the videos, the, the yes. videos. Have you seen those yes. already? Watch those. Yeah, I think those are. Oh yeah. In incredible how yeah. much information they give you about the different about the bible as a whole but also yeah. then yeah. each book i just think bibleproject.com yeah mm-hmm. i just think they're really helpful too they are. and yeah. visual like that yes. you can remember the drawings as they're going along mm-hmm. so i love and the, those the the videos that they have about different themes like exile or mm-hmm. glory or something yeah. those give you really interesting just visual depictions of things that can kind of stick with you where you get like with glory, I think they talk about the holiness of God being, it's almost like a gold glowing thing. And all the other characters are like shadows. And when the gold touches them, it like, it comes yeah. onto them instead of the shadow going on to anyway. It's like, That's you look cool. at it and you're like, Oh, I, I can, I can grasp this kind of right. how it feels more than just what it's. Yes. Says it, on it, paper. it has a lot of um, emotion in the midst of really good information. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's neat. Wow, that was loud. <laughs> that was very loud. <laughs> and another thing for children, I don't know if you're familiar with the arch books. Um, no, I, have, I haven't heard of those. They have, they take a scripture or a lesson like uh, the paralytic mm-hmm. and it's written in poem form. Oh, interesting. And so it has the pictures and the story, but it all rhymes. And so it's they uh-huh. can remember. Yes, it's yeah. great. That's they're, cool. They're awesome. Have you gone through the Bible in a year? I have five years in a row. Five years wow. in a row? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my um, goodness. I did. What? I did one that was a chronological mm-hmm. Bible mm-hmm. through the year. The thing with that is being a rule follower, mm-hmm. I made sure that I read it every day. Yeah. But it became more of getting it done, getting it done. Yeah. You know, and so I cross off on the calendar. I read it. It was tough getting through numbers and you know, <laughs> right. things like yeah. that. Yeah. So I have to say some days I missed and then I'd have to read two in, you know, yeah. in right. one day. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. For sure. I, I started the year going through chronological and then I got to numbered as numbers and I was like, nah, yeah. <laughs> I'll catch up next year. <laughs> yeah. 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 Get rid of that. Um, yeah. New year's resolution. Yeah. That we're was out. Done. We're it out. was, when was that about February, March, mm-hmm. yeah. January yeah. Why, 14th or something. That's the problem with new year's resolutions. Like by the time you're <laughs> right. about to, to like 
meet your first right. wall, your first hurdle, it's also the dead of winter yeah. right. when no so one has for any. Sure. The year should start in May. Yeah. yeah. Hey, if you live somewhere else, it wouldn't matter. If you lived in Florida, you'd be like, hey, who cares? It's still 76 and sunny. <laughs> I, I'm going to say that for everything from now on. What? Somebody has a problem, like, well, if I live somewhere else, if it I, wouldn't matter. If I lived in Florida, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't matter. This wall. It's still warm out. Um, okay. So, repetition. Um, do you journal? Do you um, draw? If you're a visual learner, what are? Do you do any of that? Kind I of don't s- draw. I'm not creative at all. Okay. I've tried doing the journal, but I'm not consistent. Okay. Yeah. Um, what do you, do you simply? Are you are you reading the scripture and then meditating or praying and then mm-hmm. that's it? Or is there is there more kind of that you're you're focusing on? Well, I like the research. I like to look things up. I need to know. Okay. background i need to know what's happening so this world like behind that. the text and world of the text stuff awesome. you're, you're an expert you're loving that. yes i'm yeah. awesome yeah. that's yeah. Awesome. not so good about the application yeah oh, really who yeah. is though really well it, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i think it takes too much introspection or something you know oh, okay and i'm hard on mean. myself yeah are you yeah. have you ever taken the enneagram i have are you a one how did you know uh Rule follower. By the way you're you're describing yourself. Doesn't sound, not a a big surprise, so. And yet I'm not really sure what number one means. It means all the things you've described, that those are you. (laughs) You basically wrote the rule number or the the one on the Enneagram book. Ones ones are very black and white in in their view of the world and there's a right, there's a wrong. You do things, you don't do things and it's all very, very orderly and it can cause a lot of stress when things are not that way. My mother is a one and so I... I and I have got a lot of one in in me, so I I think I understand where you're coming from on that for sure. Yeah, the word orderly, that's me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think I don't it, like clutter? And yeah. do you think application then is hard for ones because it might invite some disorder into their orderliness? That's because, po- that's entirely that's, possible. Yeah, because you know, when you have to hear things from God through Scripture that's, that maybe you don't want to, that would be. I mean, we yeah. all have our. Cause I have my things that I don't want to hear either. Like we, we, all of our personalities, but I wonder if you feel like chaos might enter that disorder. I don't or that yeah, orderliness. I don't know. Yeah. Great. Anything else that you want to share about yourself and maybe some of your own rhythms, especially through the BYOB series? Well, like I said, I love the research. I love looking back and seeing, you know, what happened in the past. I think that really helps pull everything together because yeah, if you yeah. read something out of context, sure. You, know, you, just, you could apply it to anything. And exactly. so much yeah. of the Bible is taken out of context. Yes. And, exactly. and scripture is used in ways that they're completely, really kind of false because right. they're taking it out of context. Well, this, so I love this that week's too. homework passage perfect is a perfect example, example of that, yes. which we'll get to probably yeah. in a little bit. Um, thanks, Vivian. Do you mind sticking around and sure. talking about last week's sermon? Love to. This is how we know if our guests went to church. Yeah. We just, uh, yeah, <laughs> we just start spot. talking about like, last week's sermon. Week, right? Yeah, see yeah. how much they. Yeah. Um, okay, so Dave talked about a lot of things. He he kind of left the big idea up to everybody, mm-hmm. um, and then he went to Chicago. That's he's not yeah. here, so <laughs> right. we're he on left. our own for today. But um, what did you guys, in terms of uh, last weekend, what kinds of things he he asked the five questions that we've asked every week, what does God want you to understand? What does God want you to believe? What does God want you to desire? What does he want you to stop doing? And what does he want you to do? Um, maybe some, let's talk, let's start with world behind, um, of what he had to say yesterday. What, what kind of things do you, did you take away from last week's sermon? Yeah. I think the thing that I 
just loved, I was eating it up, was his sort of painting the picture of how these letters came to be and how they were received. And just like the idea of, I mean, we don't think about this, but in a non-literal, like a, a culture where people don't know how to read, you have a very few highly trained people. And what what he didn't talk about was how hard it was to get to write on papyrus, which is a really rough, scratchy surface. And you're using a quill with, with yeah. like ink made out of like whatever, some plant stuff. And you're trying to get that into as fine as possible to get as me- as many words on a page as you possibly can so that it'll fit on the scroll. And so this is a highly technical thing and, and receiving it, this would have been a big, big deal, right. which we completely, uh, we completely, in fact, he just, he just texted me the other day or earlier today. He's with our, my uh, nieces and nephews, uh, the Wilburns, they're up oh, in yeah. Chicago and they went to this museum about something and there were type, typewriters there. <laughs> that helpful. Is very I don't know. It was something about the written word the museum was. <laughs> okay. And there were these typewriters there and Jude who, uh, I don't, how old is Jude right now? That's embarrassing. Five ish, six. Uh, he's, he was having a really, really hard time understanding that you would actually have to apply pressure to put words on a a page because he was using the typewriter and he was like, he couldn't, he's just used to the iPad now, not even a keyboard. He's just used to like iPads and iPhones. So he was really having a hard time with that anyway. So it's like, you think about that and you take that back 2000 years to the point they hadn't even invented punctuation yet. And you know, and right. And this is, so this is a really big deal and it would have been a quite an occasion to receive these letters. I thought that was so valuable Mm -hmm. and it, it, yeah. And it's, it helps when you're reading these letters to imagine them, in that context, it really, really makes him come alive. I remember in Tim's class when he was doing an overview of the entire Bible, like in six weeks, one of the things he said about the letters was the letters were as long as the scroll that they had to write them on. Like the scroll he was they like, could afford. Yeah. It was, he said it wasn't Get that what they you had for. this much more to write or this. Like, he said, basically, when the scroll, scroll ran out. You're done. Yours truly, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Like It was like, I'm done. This yeah. is how much space I had. So that's how much. I, and I love the whole and I hope people are are catching this and that we know all of this. Like we have the Bible in the form that it's in. Yeah. All of this was new to all of them. Like everything that's being. They were pouring over numbers. Right. Yes. It, <laughs> yeah. but, but just the way they pieced <laughs> yeah. it all together, like choosing which letters would go in. Well, we're. We're on the other, so far on the other end of that. Like we've been reading it for so long and had it for so long. And these were real letters that took all this effort and then they were chosen to be, I mean, like, I think that piece of it is, and yet today, all those words are as applicable to us today as they were in that moment for those people in a completely different culture than we're living in. And yet it's still is alive and speaks to us today. I just think, I hope that people are like, and taking themselves and putting them in that place of, oh my word, these were the first time they, this is the first time they ever heard these words from Paul or these, like, yeah, that, I think that's, that's crazy fascinating to think about. To me. Yeah. yeah. Do you think Paul had any idea what he was doing? I mean, I know what he, he was Do doing in the moment, his, but like, his letters would go on to universal. Be for the end of time, do you, do you think he had any inkling of like the, importance of what he was doing. I don't think so. I don't think he understood how far his letters would be read, but I do think he knew that they would be more than just a handful of people in Corinth that would be reading this. I think he knew these letters would be copied and read elsewhere, but I don't think he had any concept of, they didn't even under, they didn't like 
know what Asia was, <laughs> you know, like their world was like, eh, like Assyria, Babylon. And then it's like some stuff out there. Happens. And then like out West, it was like Iberia, Spain. And then I don't know. There's just, it just ends, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So he didn't have any concept of a global faith that, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I think he was obeying God and then trusting that God would use that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It, I also loved the piece of it and I, I, I don't know if I'm going off on things, but I loved when Dave talked about the fact that there were no other options. This was your church. Yep. This is where, this was your church and you didn't have 15 other churches within a five mile radius to choose from. And so you fought through all of the hard stuff that was going on. And as he, you know, as he kept going on the list of the bad and the ugly that was happening in the midst of the church, they were going to stick it out. And so they needed help to figure mm-hmm. out how to make this work. And, yeah. and when you think that that was, that's the formation of who we are today, like that was the beginnings of our, of our legacy, you know, like who we are as the church, the body yeah. of Christ today, big C church mm-hmm. all over the world now. Like that's, that's amazing to me. And by the way. He was writing to a bunch of people who are having the same problems that we're that having, we're having today. today. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly having, the same. Having like quite jealousy and rivalries and questions about marriage and immorality. But immorality. Love, what are we doing? How I do we love have faith? The idea of sticking together and fighting through it yeah. and figuring it out together as as a, a body of believers. How are we going to make this work together? And thanks for the advice. You know, like yeah. thanks for helping us out. Like yeah. I just think that's really beautiful and something that the church as a whole, the big C church has lost a little yeah. bit of. It's just too easy to to walk away. It must have been like a small group situation mm-hmm. because the size of the church right, was yeah. so much was smaller. Small, so yeah. much smaller. That How many people, people do you think? Well, it totally depends on the, there would have been like in a big city like Ephesus, there probably would have been a whole bunch of smaller, smaller sub churches in the church in Ephesus. Right. But yeah, some of the smaller cities easily. Yeah. Small, small church. Yeah. So this is what we would call an epistle, right? Yes. First Corinthians. And he said an epistle is something that religious leaders would write to kind of correct. So it was like informative, but also instructive rather than like, uh, what's, what, what is another version of something Paul? Like what, what is Romans? That's an epistle. It is. It is. What about, is everything Paul wrote an, an epistle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, well, they're all mind. epistles, basically. And you could even argue that Revelation, even though it's apocalypse, it's a different genre, you could argue that that's also an epistle because it's a letter written to the churches in the okay. same area. So, Got it. Yeah. So, okay. And you could even, no, I'm not going to go there. I was going to say you could even argue that some like Luke and Acts are epistles because they are written clearly for another for person. An that there's, so but, anything that's written for a specific group of when, people. Well, when we talk about the epistles, we talk about the letters of Paul and James. Okay. And, yeah. Dave um, said they are, spe- there are specific reasons why they're written. Occasional is yeah. the word that we use. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I love, a uh, little detail that I love is when you look at a couple of the letters, at least, at least in Galatians and first Corinthians at the end of the letter, you know how dad talked about the fact that it was a scribe that would actually mm-hmm. get all this down on paper. But at the end of a couple of these different letters, um, you see Paul like grabs the quill and he writes, look what, like in Galatians, he, he says, uh, <laughs> notice what large letters I use as I write these closing words in my own handwriting. All caps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all caps. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that because, and the same similar thing happens in first Corinthians where essentially it, 
although he has to use a scribe to do all of this, they're his words and he wants to make sure that he's got some something that touches the people that he's sending this letter to. And so he writes in his own hand, even though it's wasteful because he can't write as well right. as the scribe. And, and he probably took probably, up a lot of space. Yeah, like, exactly. Probably huge. Huge. Yeah. So um, it, it just, that, that helps when you remember that you remember, Oh, these are real people receiving this. This isn't just, these aren't right. just, you know, coming out of the, out of the void. These were, yeah, real occasional letters. So what, what would, is there anything even close to similar in 2018? Like, because uh, as Dave's talking, I'm like, oh, that sounds a lot like America today. Like all these problems that they're having. And we could use a little bit of correctness. And it's good to read these epistles because it still applies. Like, is there any, like, would we even listen to a, a religious leader who, I don't know, was a virgin? Like he's writing a blog, but like, what is an email like or uh, op-ed in a newspaper or something? Like, is there anything that we would even take seriously today? If somebody was writing to the Church of America, if such a thing exists. I think the only way that that would, it would have to be somebody of such high stature that, that like if Billy Graham, before he passed, if he had said, this is my manifesto to the church. That's what I was thinking too. People yeah. would have, people would, have, would read that or, or the Pope. I mean, someone, a big deal person. Uh, yeah. I, I the can't The Pope imagine. has a little bit. Yeah. And he I has, mean, he's, he true. said some pretty radical things for, for the for the Pope to say this, this one in particular, what is it? Pope Francis? Is that yes. It? Yeah. Yes. It's made a big impact. On no, yeah. I don't have to remember his name to remember his impact anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, but I don't know the thing that makes it so like must, what must've been so hard for Paul is his job was to plant churches and leave. Yeah. So he would, he would start a new church. He would raise up some new leaders and he'd go on to the next city. Yeah. And, as far as we can tell, some of these cities, he only visited twice, maybe once, maybe three times. Uh, he did not make a lot of return trips to these cities. And so these letters were one of the only ways that he could stay in contact with people who he had dearly loved but had to leave. So do you think there was part of him that was like, all right, I'm hearing all this nonsense happening in Corinth, this church that I started. Do you think there was any part of him that was like, I'm just going back. I'm going to, I'm going to fix yeah, it myself. Gotta, these, these weirdos, like can't get it together. I got to go fix it. And so, but I can't, so I'm going to send this letter to try to fix it. But then why isn't he like more angry? Cause Corinthians doesn't sound very angry to me. Read second Corinthians. He gets pretty worked up in second Corinthians All because right, in the interim, there was a whole bunch of uh, accusations and stuff saying that Paul wasn't really an apostle and that he wasn't really worthy. And so second Corinthians, he's a little bit more loaded for bear trying to defend his own apostolic authority. So there, there are okay. examples. So he's fired up about something. He stuff. can be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then dad mentioned this too. There's a, a letter we don't have. It's gone, but uh, Paul refers to writing the Corinthians, another letter, something that I think he called it the epistle of tears or the letter of tears or mm -hmm. something where I think he was, he actually is almost apologetic for its tone in second Corinthians. I think it's just cause he's like, guys, look, I know I was a little harsh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it's like I sent that 4am letter. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> should have it before I, I hit send. I should have sent it after I woke up okay. next morning. Do you yeah. think, um, Oh no, I've lost my question. I'm never going to get it back. Oh, because he was a starter. Like he was uh, like, go in, get it started and leave. In some ways, would I feel like it would be easier for him to say really hard stuff. 
yeah. than, than a than a senior pastor of a church today mm-hmm. that has to stay. <laughs> like he can say really hard stuff on the weekend, yeah. but he can't leave and he's not sending letters. This right. is him in, or, or her in front of everybody saying really difficult things. And then they got to stay for the next six days before the next weekend and yeah. deal with the, the yeah, aftermath yeah. of the hard stuff. Right. Well, and I'm sure he uses that to his advantage right. in places like First and Second Timothy, where it's written to Timothy, but everybody knows this is a letter to the church of Ephesus that, that yeah. Timothy is leading. So when Paul writes that letter, he says some things that they're like, he's like, hey, Timothy, don't put up with false teaching and, <laughs> right. and really stupid people. Obviously, what he's saying, he knows this is going to be read to the right. whole church. Right. So he's, yeah, he's using that in that sense, I guess. That's interesting. I think I just, he must have felt like a parent. Yeah. who has mm-hmm. taught his children right from wrong yeah. and then sees that they just walk away from what they've been taught. Yeah. Right. Well, right. yeah, he uses and the, the, the image disappointment. Of, yeah, he uses yeah. the image of milk and meat and he's he's like, look, I, I'm i ready to feed you solid food, but you're not ready for it. You right. just need mm-hmm. milk. It, he is like a parent. He's like, you're all a bunch of babies. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems like the kid or the, the people kept acting like kids too. It's like, can't wait for Paul to get out of here so yeah. we can get, right. get a little crazy. Yeah. But can you imagine if like, Dave stood up and was like, you guys are a bunch of babies. All of you are big babies and you're not ready for solid food and then had to stay stay here <laughs> and deal with how angry everybody yeah, would be yeah, at him yeah. for calling them babies. Like, be like, I'm going to Nebraska. Right, I'll see you exactly. guys later. Babies. Yeah. Anyway. And, I yet, just, and yet there was a time when, when uh, Pastor Oscar, now Bishop Oscar, came mm-hmm. to Grace and he said some really stuff right. that, that would never be able to be said by a pastor here. I don't even remember what it was about, but he was basically calling Grace to not be timid in our approach to the world. And was basically saying, you guys are being timid. You need well, to step up. And, and then he got to leave. And then right. he left. Yeah. No. <laughs> and he left. And we were there picking up the pieces. No. Right. It was great, actually. No, it was really, it was, it was yeah. something that I'm I'm grateful that he said because he was able to say something that, that you know, dad wouldn't probably be able to. So. Yeah. Well, and maybe there's a feeling of a objectivity when you, when it is someone from outside of, of the world that you're all living in. They can come in and they have fresh eyes and can see things that you can't see when you're in the midst of it day after day after day. And so I think that people maybe sometimes are more willing to listen to somebody that they, that they know they can respect. They know who they are enough to know. I respect this person like an Oscar. He, we've had a partnership with that church for so long and people have heard his name and heard him speak and know that he's a man to be respected can come in and say, and from another country that, that can look at our world that we're in the midst of not only as, um, Christ followers in the church, but the church in the United States of America. So he yeah. can see things differently. And so people respond differently to that. I'm glad that we have somebody like that, that can, can do that for us. Totally. So when Dave left the big idea open to everybody, what, what did you guys kind of apply to yourselves? The world in front of, I, I had this image <clears throat> of myself as a very nerdy, isolated, lonely middle schooler obsessed with World War II airplanes. So <laughs> that was me playing French horn and and not having girlfriends. So that that image was so, for some reason, God seemed to put that image in my mind when I was hmm. thinking of not many of you were, what does he say? Not many of you were, were uh, wise in the world's eyes or whatever right. uh, when you were called or powerful or wealthy. And I, for some reason, I thought about that. And I remember 
just thinking, thinking back as I look back on my life, realizing that some of the seedlings, the very beginnings of some of my call began in that time when I was literally nobody. I was just, I was nothing. I'm being harsh on myself, but you know what I mean? I like, as I look back on myself to think that that young man would ever become anything yeah, is a little bit ridiculous. So it, I was very much impressed with, with the idea that God saw me then mm. and knew that that, that I was made for more. And so he has had been from that, from then, from even when I was so lonely and isolated that he had been calling me and drawing me forward. And so for me, my, my takeaway was just sort of a, I guess, a an encouragement that God saw me and he sees me hmm. and he's not done drawing me forward. And so it was, it was a really uplifting, encouraging thing, which I've never, I don't know that I've ever come away from this passage in particular feeling that I've usually felt other things, but that one, that was a new, a new takeaway for this passage. Hmm. Hmm. What about you guys? I looked at the word wisdom and um, how those that think that they're wise Mm. Uh, are actually in many cases foolish. They have a, <laughs> right. you know, a, a blown up uh, opinion idea. Opinion of themselves. Opinion yeah. of yeah. themselves, yes. Yeah. And so therefore they look down on other people and at the power of the cross, they think that they are wiser than what the cross is. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And I think that um, it was a reminder that I am no better than anybody else. I'm no wiser than anyone else too. Right. Yes, for right. sure. Hmm. Not to judge other people. I yeah. had kind of the same takeaway. Uh, I spent most of my 20s trying to be, or trying to be considered wise, smart, uh, intelligent. My knowledge is so impressive, like the soundbite says. <laughs> but uh, this is a reminder. And the greatest thing that ever happened to me was when my wife said, you're not as important as you think you are. <laughs> And very early on in our marriage. And this is a reminder that like humility is, is better than pride that it doesn't matter what I thought of myself before God has brought me to this place now to be humble, to be, uh, and he sees that he sees, um, he sees somebody who considers himself prideful and hum- humiliates, but humbles them yeah. to serve his, church his kingdom his uh his his people so i i resonate with that Hmm. yeah if god had been operating out of human wisdom jesus would have come with you know rippling rippling abs and a and a war horse and a sword and he would have conquered the world but that's not how god's wisdom works yep I was so interested in what everybody else was going to say that I wasn't really thinking very hard for myself. I just was so excited to hear you were what on other vacation. It's fine. I was here, but I did. I did think a lot about um, humility on all aspects in all aspects of life, not just not just with wisdom and and. But I can spend a lot of time getting caught up in what I don't have because mm. I live in the land of more. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in Hamilton County, where everybody has everything that they not just need but want like everything yeah. and they I have can two get, of them. Yeah. And yeah. I can get so caught up and, and I think that last line of just boasting in Jesus Christ, boasting and like, just get over what you don't have. Cause you have the greatest thing that ever. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is it. This is what it's all about. And just get over yourself and humble yourself and forget being all caught up. But I was, I was so excited to hear what other people had to say. Cause I yep. loved that exercise of, yeah, 
having them call out what they were feeling in the moment because that's the beauty of scripture. Yeah, it was really cool. It said something different to everybody that was sitting in the room and exactly what they needed to hear in that moment. Mm -hmm. So- Cool. Well, I, like I, I love it, and I'm I'm sad that we're only what two weeks away from the end of this. <laughs> no, I, I never know when we're ending. No, when are we ending? We, got, we like, are in we week six, six and we've got eleven. Oh, eleven! I always think it's eight. I always think it's eight weeks for some reason. No, oh, we got plenty of time. No, August 11, 12, We're yeah, ending we with Revelation. We got plenty of time, everybody. I do love though that Dave did have to give us his big idea. He could not finish right. the sermon. He was like, like uh, "Okay, that was really good." Okay, so I have one thought, and I'm yeah. like, "Of course he does. He's got first he's time got, in twenty seven years. I'm going to do this." Right. Oh, wait, I'm actually, not actually going to do I'd it. love I to share some thoughts. <laughs> I need to tell you what yeah. God said to me. Yeah. Which um, is... So let's skip ahead. Let's jump into 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 through 7. Uh, it was this week's homework for BYOB. Um, does anyone have that pulled up that we can read real quick? I can read it. So we're all on the same oh, page. No, go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but I didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love's not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Till death do us part, I do. <laughs> right? <laughs> You say that because this is like the Duh. passage that yeah. always, weddings, man. always reads it. I'm sure that was the world of the text. Wedding planning for the rest of time. Absolutely. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. World behind the text. Where's Corinth? We kind of talked about Ithsmith. this this last weekend. Ithmith. How do you say that? What? Oh. oh. I don't Ithmith. know. Greece? Greece? Let's just say Greece. <laughs> it's in Greece. And it's a Roman colony, right? So yep. it's it's like the big empire in Greece. Um Paul started the church. Most people who are a part of this place are not Jewish. They're pagans or they're Gentiles. There would and, have been a Jewish contingent there for sure. Uh, there were Jewish synagogues all over the, the okay. Roman Empire. Okay. But yeah, a lot of people in this church would have been Gentiles. So as you can imagine from time to time, their Gentile or pagan roots would like overtake them. And so they're going to act a little crazy. So they're having problems in the church. And so pe did people send for Paul? Like, Paul, you got to come in here and fix this. Or were they just like, did Paul just kind of know that they probably needed some correcting? If you look at how first Corinthians is structured, you can see a lot of it is him answering a list of questions. Okay. So it's likely that they wrote him a letter saying, Paul, what about this? Hey, and what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And first Corinthians is his response. So those things were, it sounds like marriage yeah, marriage and Jews and Gentile stuff and order, orderly worship in the church. And yeah. it's just like, okay. yeah. So they were having jealousy, rivalries, immorality. They were asking questions about faith and God. And so Paul writes this letter to tell them that they have a part to play in this movement of love that um, is centered around 
Jesus. That's the world behind, right? That's the, the yeah, frame that's of why all Paul this wrote is happening. This letter. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did everybody, were there like pastors of this place? Like who was in charge when Paul was gone? Uh, so every church has had an overseer. Okay. Uh, it's where we get the word bishop. Okay. Uh, and there were deacons that would do something. The thing is we, we have these Greek words that we've in, turned into like offices or roles in the church. But frankly, we have a really hard time nailing down exactly what they were back then and what everyone actually did. But yeah, somebody would have been the head of the church in Corinth. So they all gather some dude unrolls a scroll probably and is like, here's the letter from Paul. Or you know epistle. the letter you wrote two years ago? Here's the response. <laughs> yeah. Last winter before the, before the dark time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that probably was a while, right? They probably wrote him and could then been, he replied like a six month turnaround. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Who knows what was happening in between? Yeah, indeed. He okay. couldn't, yeah. So I have a question as I read what heck the verses that come right before this, where he's kind of shelling out the gifts of the, yes. and the body the being. The mm-hmm. So, but it sounds like at the end of that, because at the end of that chapter 12, he says, which I think of course is how we, but now let me show you a way of life that is best of all. So that's how he's leading into this next right. passage. So it's kind of like, he's like, you might have the gift of this. You might have the, but let's talk about what supersedes all of that. Mm-hmm. What actually, what that's actually what matters too. Mm-hmm. When he says that, it sounds like it's a following right, of, of chapter 12, yeah. talking yeah. about the gifts. Sense. And so it sounds like they were sort of like, my gift is better than your gift. Right. Yeah. Yes, right. Probably. Yeah. Cause in chapter 12, that's where he uses the, the image, the metaphor of the, of the body and each, yep. each part, is a different has a different right. use and the eye can't say to the hand right. I don't yeah, I don't need, need you. you and vice versa I have the gift of prophecy yeah and you only have creative communication I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> creative communication which is what I think someone no, made I up. just have creative communication I think someone made that Where's one that? up that somewhere not it's not <laughs> in the Bible but I have is that, that one? gift it was in one of the shots oh, okay. I co- took <laughs> sounds better than the gift of rule following that's, I don't yeah. think that's in there at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> Unless we had a few more people that would do that, maybe it would be actually yeah, a really good. Yeah, it could good be. Thing. It wouldn't be bad. But so yeah, that's that's the context. This is getting into the world of the text. But really, when we read about love is patient, love is kind, mm-hmm. he's talking about if you all have gifts, what matters is that you love. That's the right. first thing that matters, mm-hmm. and then use your gifts for the for growing the church. Yeah, yeah it's not and about- don't and don't be jealous that you don't have the gift of mercy, because you you know that's okay. It's great right. that right. Sue has that. And you don't, because you two working in conjunction, right. loving each other well and loving the world well is going to be the most awesome thing ever. So don't be mad about it. Right. And don't be a hater. Right. The body, <laughs> if the whole body were a hand, as Paul says, then it wouldn't be right. useful. It wouldn't it function. Has to, you have to have every part of the body working in concert for it to really Eat function. it, haters. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, here are, here's a list of all the things that Paul considers less important than love. Okay. Just from this passage. From this passage. Yeah. Speaking every language, including the language of angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing everything God knows about everything. Yep. Having the greatest faith that mountains would move. Mm-hmm. Giving everything to the poor and dying are less important than loving someone. Sounds about right. Isn't that like radical? <laughs> that yeah. is radical. Yeah. Because to love another person is to see the face of God. What's that from? Second Corinthians. Come on. 
I'm 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 you blanking. Hear the people oh, sing. that is from Les Miserables. It is from Les Mis. See, yeah. musical theater, baby. Yep, you love it. Pass <laughs> <has> a message. <laughs> okay, so that is radical. When I read that, and I was like, "What he he thinks that like if I could if I could speak the language of angels, I'd be like that is way better than love." Right. I'd rather I'd rather do that. But he's saying dying is less important than loving someone. Yeah. That is that's that that's a wow statement. Right. And it's not just that. It's like whatever those things are, as great as those things are, giving everything you have to the poor, it's literally worthless if it's not done yeah. with love. That yeah. love is what gives it worth. If, if you it, give to the poor without love, then you're doing it to make yourself feel absolutely. good. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Totally. And I think that's that is the hardest part of loving is making sure it's not a manipulative love. Mm-hmm. And I ha- I constantly have to check myself every time that I think I'm loving well. I have to say, are you loving because that's what you're commanded to do and because you want the best for that person? Or are you loving because you're going to get something in return or you're hoping to get something in return yeah. for this act of, because that is not love. That's just manipulating. And Is it human love or is it a godly right, love? Right, right. Which is a great segue to one of the most important world of the text and yeah world of the text uh things in this whole passage is the different greek words for Mm -hmm. love for love there were other we have one word that we just lump all the different types of love into but in this time there were other greek words there was the word phileo which is like brotherly love Mm -hmm. that's where we get the name of the city philadelphia the city of brotherly love uh there was there was eros that's like romantic love but this passage, every time he uses the word love, it's oh. the word agape, agape, which is way more intense and self-giving. It's sort of like the love that God has for his creation. That's agape love. And so that's the love we are to have for one another, the self-giving love, which is way different than like, hey, pal, you know, and it's way different yeah. than even yeah, loving, than yeah. loving a, a spouse or, a, or you know. A significant other. This is this is a diff, a kind of love that transcends all of that. That's the kind of love that we are to have. It's seeing people through God's eyes. Yeah, seeing them as He sees them. Yeah, right, hundred percent. Yeah, and wow, pretty applicable to the way we are today, isn't it? <laughs> like it's like almost slaps you in the face. Of, I mean, it should that that passage just in and of itself should be so convicting to the church in particular, and and yeah, it's just. Well, and this, this little, the verses four through seven that we always read at weddings, if we were to really think about that with our daily interactions Mm -hmm. of just going to the grocery store and saying, do I love like that? Am I patient? Is my love patient for people? Am I Mm. kind? Am I, am I, am I not boastful? Am I not proud or rude? Or even things like this. I don't know specifically what I'm, what example, maybe you can help me out with this, but I think there are ways in which we tend to show love to other people, but it's actually to make us look better. So Absolutely. even on like social media, you can yes. give a shout out to somebody or, or celebrate somebody's birthday. And what you're really doing is, Hey, everybody look at me. Look how great right. I am. I'm making this person happy. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just, yeah. yeah. Or did you see how much I did for so-and-so? Yeah. Like, did you see that? I liked I like really, every one of their photos. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think. Well, now they have love, love. You can love something. Well, and when I, when I read this as a mom, talk about convicting, like love is patient. 
Love is kind. That yeah, is not always work, the way I'm loving. Yes, I do. So do you. <laughs> um, in your daily interactions. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. But no, I mean, that's, that's, I think some people just in their own homes, this is, this is, it's hard stuff when you're raising teenage kids. That's, it's hard. It's yeah, hard yeah. to be patient and kind all the time because they're not always kind back. So something that's interesting is, are all of the things he qualifies love with verbs? Is everything he says a verb? Uh, he's not, it doesn't look like he's using any adjectives. Jealous, boastful, proud, rude. Why, yeah. what are you, what are you getting at? All right. So, it, well, if, if, if it's verbs, he, it seems like he's trying to show that this is like an ongoing thing. This is an action that you consistently. And it's and an action. It's have, not yeah, an take, emotion. It's, it's not it's something, something that you can do. just do one time. It's well, as the, in the infamous words of DC talk, love is a, love is a, love is a verb. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> Did you repeat it three times because they do? Yeah. I was concerned for I was like, wow, that is really taking you a long time to say. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was cool. He, because when I'm reading this, maybe this is world in front of for me. It's like, oh, this is not something that I can just do one time. I can't just be patient once and that shows somebody I love them. This is right. something I have to do all the time. Well, right. and I remember... It, it was, I mean, it was around the time probably that that song came out, but Dave, your Dave did do a message on love being a verb and not, a, not an emotion. It's not, it's not something you feel it's an action. It requires hard work. It's not just something that, and that's, I think a lot of people miss that. They just think it's something that you feel and it isn't. It's a lot of hard work to love people well. Yeah. So Faith, hope, love, greatest of these is love, love. right? That he, yeah. That's how that chapter ends. Yeah. Love right? the Lord your God with all your heart. And I mean, that's and that sounds, easy. he says, when you hear three it, things will last forever. When you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, that's easy. Yeah. Faith, hope, and love. I can love someone. Yeah. yeah. It's easy. Yeah. But your point about the verse, I'm looking at that and most of them, I think are adjectives. They describe. Oh, Vivian, you got to correct me. On that. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm no, I'm looking at the verbs. There are verbs, but I'm looking, love is patient. Yeah. You know, the, Patient, kind, those are adjectives that describe love. Yeah. Cutter so. Mike. <laughs> Here's, so, no, that's really good. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is interesting because we, if you look at the context, the world of the text, when you get down into verses eight and then, like you said, 13, he starts talking about the idea that love lasts forever and describing it in a way that it's almost transcendent over our reality. And so here's an interesting thing I just thought of. If you were to go back and reread all of those things about what love is, patient and kind, love is all those things. When we are living in in the new heavens, the new earth, when we are fully experiencing God's kingdom, all of those things will be true for all of us all the time. So don't think harps on clouds. Think <laughs> patient, kind, yeah. uh, humble. Like that will be the way that we interact with each other and with God permanently but this is sorry. really hard you guys <laughs> yes it is thank you Marin. but it won't be hard then it's just really hard now yeah right because that is what we that's that is the the way that we are meant to live that's the way that we are meant to interact with one another and we have fallen from that and it's a matter of recovering and getting and back to what jesus showed us and that's what we should be striving for yeah that's what we should be working toward yeah so how did the church in corinth turn out like, were they, did they get this letter and they're like, oh, we're just going to, like, 
All right, there new day, goes everybody. Paul again, or were they like, "There goes Paul again"? Yeah. Well, there is a second credit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so apparently they didn't totally. Get but this it. is get okay. some more papyrus, Paul. Well, this is a good. That's a great thing to say when you're when you're doing Bible study, when you're reading scripture, and you have a question like that. That's a great reason to go read Second Corinthians. You don't have to know all the background or when the how much time was there, but just look and see what does he talk about in Second Corinthians. They obviously didn't get it. If he if he at at any point is talking about the exact same thing he was talking about in First Corinthians, then you know, yeah, that did not get through. <laughs> that did not a get waste of them. money on this papyrus. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Anything else in world in front of? Sounds like we we kind of already got there. We all have some owning up to do and some work to do on love. Vivian, what do you think? What, what, when, if you're reading this as a, as a Bible scholar, uh, what, what, how do you apply that to yourself? I think to, um, like I say, look at people through the eyes of Christ Mm. and, um, love them. And it's very difficult. I think you pointed out, you know, to with children or your family, to do these things, love is patient, love is kind. Um, to, I think for me, I would have to take one a day. Yeah. You know, today yeah. I'm going to be patient. Mm-hmm. Today I'm going to be kind. To do it all at once is overwhelming. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. So. The thing I'm thinking about is the culture that we're in right now. And I'll just be honest. I I definitely find myself feeling this way sometimes. But we in many ways rejoice over the falling of our enemies, whatever that means, whether it's a political person you don't like, like we root for the downfall of the people we don't like. Totally. And when I read this and it talks about keeping no record of being wronged, it doesn't rejoice in injustice, but, but rejoices when the truth wins out, never loses faith. It's always hopeful. I'm like, man, I need to probably work on my love quotient when it comes to this really divided time Mm -hmm. we live in right now. I, do I actually want the best for my enemies or the people that I disagree with, or am I hoping that they slip up or that they fall like that? That's convicting. Ugh, I know. That sounds terrible. I know. And the keeping no record of wrongs, that's not that's easy very, either. Very Do you hard. remember when? <laughs> yeah. yes. I have it all saved on my phone that time that you, yeah. yeah. No, I definitely do that. I definitely Is that why you always it. take notes every time I, I insult you? <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Yeah. Right now. Right down. Yeah. Down yeah. Now. <laughs> Um, gosh, what a, what if it's one of those scriptures that I looked at just briefly when I saw that this is the homework for the week. And I was like, oh yeah, I hear that all the time at weddings and stuff. Like, right. I got that. I know what, I know what that means. And then you actually like focus on how hard of a thing loving someone consistently and constantly means. And you're like, Ooh, yeah, we probably like have watered this down. <laughs> yeah. A little bit <laughs> to just be the wedding thing. And knowing that, like, this is part of people's vows. Right. Till death do us part. And then 50% of people. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It is a hard it's, thing. So, yeah. That's what I'm saying. When the emotion's gone, then it's, then we're, then we're done. Because the yeah. rest of it's just super hard work. Yeah. And then I've, I think I have to look at myself, too, and say, is my behavior, um, can someone, because of my behavior, can someone love me with patience and kindness? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good way to flip it. Yeah. Like, am I, do I deserve? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so where do we go from here, Barry? Where Next do we do it? is parables. I was ready parables. for this time. All right. Parables. And we did a little series on parables not too long ago. So 
Some you of don't it might, need to come. <laughs> some of it might be <laughs> it's a great week for vacation. Yeah. No, um, but it'll be really good. I think uh, the parables that we picked, I'm a little, I'll be honest, I'm a little nervous about the one that I picked for homework because it is going to be really hard to figure out what it's about. So that we'll see. It'll be interesting. Uh, you're not giving everybody credit. It'll be, we can do it guys. It'll be, it'll, it will require some, some introspection and some creative and artistic uh, perspective to be able to, we got Actually, this, Grace Church. We, got, we can we do it. it. You can do it. But uh, yeah, that's parables. So you're not giving us a hint of which parable. Uh, we'll we'll keep it quiet till okay. then. All right. Till then. It's a surprise. No spoilers. No spoilers. And then oh, and then it's you, Amy. Yes. After that, the week after, doing Psalms. Amy, you're preaching. So I you're going to be on like three weeks in a row. Four, five weeks. Four, four weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. I didn't tell you that part because <laughs> I thought you might boot me. Can the friends of the pod take it? I don't know if they can. <laughs> Probably. You've been you've been a great host. Thank you, Tyler. You were on vacation. Look at you guys. Love is I patient. Am, but I'm back. Yeah, no, I actually came back this week because I'm going to actually take a vacation. Well, we don't need so to know your vacation. Okay, never mind. No. Yeah, but I'm back. Hey, love is kind. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it keeps no records oh, of wrong. Oh, man. All right. Marin, we miss you. Yes, we do. I see Marin's on Facebook Live, but we miss you. Hope everything's going well in Ukraine. Uh, we're not doing your sign off. Because we just... Out of respect. Yeah. It's, yeah. Out of respect. No one should but, do it, but Marin. What? We will see you. I think you we need just... a better sign off. All right, what do you got, got, Barry? Quick. Love well. Love well. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you on the other side of Sunday.